Hey everybody, it's Christy from Retail Bliss. In this week's audio blog, I'm going to be talking all about your website for your e-commerce store. And I'm going to go over the 10 e-commerce website mistakes you are likely making. So over the past 10 years, um, it's actually more than that now because I'm getting a little old. So it's probably like 13 years through both consulting as well as my corporate jobs, um, as well as Retail Bliss um, owners, small business owners that I've coached. And also my community mentorship gig with Marie Forleo's B-School program. I've been exposed to hundreds and hundreds of startup and established e-commerce stores. So I've got quite a bit of wealth of knowledge of what works and what doesn't. As well, I see kind of the same mistakes over and over happening again. And they're usually pretty fixable. But there's a tendency for people when they set up their website initially for their online store, just kind of get something out there, which I totally believe in. I think you should go for progress over perfection. But at the end of the day, once you've launched your store, there's an opportunity to go back and really take a look at it from your customer's lens and see if this makes sense. And if you're serving your best foot forward in terms of your brand and bringing a customer experience that's engaging and going to convert browsers into buyers. So I'm going to go through the top 10. We'll try and keep it short. I actually have more than 10 that I wanted to share, but um, I wanted to keep this a reasonable length for you guys. So let's get started. So the first common mistake I see quite often on e-commerce stores is the home button. So if you've ever been on a website and you've seen um, in the main navigation, which is usually at the top for most websites, although it is common now to see templates with it down the side, um, you'll see, you know, across the top, maybe the word home, and it's usually at the far left side of the navigation. This button drives me bananas. I don't know why it's there for most people because it really, really shouldn't. There's no purpose for having a home button. You really, if you have people landing on your homepage, you really don't want them back on your homepage. You want them in your shop. You want them reading your blog. You want them reading customer service information. But why do you want them back on your homepage? You really don't. That is such an easy win. So if you have that home, um, it's kind of like a default, I think, in some themes for Shopify, at least you get that home navigation or in WordPress, take that out of your navigation right now. In my humble opinion, the first button on your navigation on the far left should be shop but we'll get into that one in a little bit so the second common mistake i see on e-commerce websites is over complicated navigation in kind of cutesy names i would call them so people who take their navigation and make it just so impossible for customers to find the information that they need and use names that don't make sense to anybody but themselves so an example of this would be until instead of like using contact us or contact, you would have give us a shout or, you know, message me or something like that. Instead of shop, you'd have collection instead of um, blog, you might have, you know, name it something like the newspaper edition or something like that. You know, it's best to keep things really standard because if you think about it, a lot of the people coming to your website, you know, they may not know you, they may not have seen your brand before, and let's make it as easy as possible for them to navigate throughout your website. So keep it really, really simple. Um, if you've been on my website in circle.ca, we've done some testing as well as some design just as a group to really shorten our navigation into five key buckets, and it's shop, how to wear, about, 
journal, and contact. And those are kind of our five. I know people have rules around how many, you know, navigation header things you should have and stuff like that. And it really depends on so many things, your customer, your brand, your industry, your category, all that kind of stuff. But I really don't think you should have more than six in my personal opinion. I think three is not enough, but somewhere between I'd say like four to six is probably the ideal, maybe eight. But I know some brands like to have, you know, like somebody like Zappos would have like 10 categories across the top because they really make um, shopping the focus. So it really, really depends on what your niche is and how much you really need to story tell. The reason why we have had a wear and encircled across the top is because part of our brand is really about showing customers how to be more with less and how to style the wardrobe as well. Some of our designs actually literally require instructions. So that's like a key, key thing for us to have in the navigation. So do some work, think about what your, um, ideal customer really wants to see and try and look at the website that you have from their perspective and see if it will make sense for them. One tool I know that Marie Forleo promotes quite a bit is called Peak User Testing. It's basically a free website where you can go on and you can put in your website and have just complete strangers navigate to your website and browse. And it's really interesting. It's kind of creepy, but it's really interesting to see what people say when they kind of land on your website. So number three in terms of the e-commerce website mistakes you may be making is making it hard to find your shop. So this is another reason why that home button on your navigation really needs to go away. Um, But another reason is that, you know, again, with a cutesy name, sometimes people call shop collection or, you know, um, our stuff or something like that. Like just call it shop. Let's just call shop or change your category headings. If you have a lot of categories, maybe to women's clothing, men's clothing, whatever. It really depends again on your depth of collection and brands and stuff like that. So if you've got like women's and men's clothing, you may want a header for both women's and men's, um, at the top in your navigation, but you really want to make it easy for people to find your shop. Um, you don't want to make it like, you know, a treasure hunt because ideally you want people, you know, browsing your site, but you want them buying. So it's really key that they're able to actually navigate to your store. Now connected to that, my fourth one is dropping people into your whole collection and not organizing for their journey. So it's quite common for, um, smaller e-commerce entrepreneurs to have shop. And then it's kind of like you click on it and you just get into like everything, all the things are in there and it's just really overwhelming. Um, and depending on your theme, if you're on Shopify, that just may be like a default. And I don't disagree with having all your website or your products on your website, but give people a way to break it down. So whether you use the sidebar, which is the bar along the side of the screen, if you have a theme that has that, that's great. Maybe you can break it down by shop by size or style or color or purpose stuff like that, give people a real way to sub-select and sort. I also encourage my clients to take that main navigation and create a drop-down by categories that make sense to your customer. Um, So maybe it's tops, pants, and dresses, or maybe it's necklaces, cuffs, and rings. Whatever your brand is, try and think about how your customer views it and how they actually you know, sub-select and break down into your collection and help them on that journey. Don't just drop them into the seaside collection. Like, what the hell is that? Who knows? Like, you're going to lose people because they're going to have to think about what is the seaside collection and what's contained in here. Oh, I just want to see all the rings. I don't want to see the seaside collection. So make it easy for them to find what they're looking for. 
and I'm guaranteeing you'll see a huge bump in your conversion rate. So number five is no email signup anywhere to be found but in the footer. It's very common as a default theme for Shopify to have in the footer um, an e-commerce signup form, which is great because that's on every page, but don't miss out on the opportunity to collect email addresses other ways throughout your website. So one of my favorite apps is Privy. It's super easy to install. It's a pop-up. I know not everybody's a fan of those, but they actually do work. If they're easy to exit and they're mobile friendly per Google's rules, I see nothing wrong with them. Um, you can also do it so that if there's a tab at the side that kind of follows the user around the website, that's an option. You can put your email sign up in the header or under your navigation so that it shows up on every single page. You can put it in your blog post. You can put it at you know, the bottom of your about page, in your customer service policies. Just get your forms out there. MailChimp has the ability to create forms pretty easily. Privy, as I mentioned, is a great app as well. But you want to make sure that your email registration is prominent on your website because emails are one of the only channels you have that you own nowadays. And it's direct one-on-one -on -one contact with your customers, which is really hard to get on pretty much any other channel. So it's important. Um, number six is hiding your customer service policies. So this is very common among small businesses. A lot of smaller brands, when they're starting up, they don't really want to even tell customers what their customer service policies are because they're like afraid of sounding mean or too corporate or whatever. But trust me, you need customer service policies. You need terms and conditions. You need a privacy policy. You need all those things and you need to make them visible on your website. Because if somebody is looking on your store and they can't figure out how to, how much a shipping cost would be, they'll leave. They don't want to spend their time searching your website, trying to find how much shipping is. So if you're creating a bucketed, you know, um, thing that says like customer service, reconsider that. Think about how a customer would be browsing your site again. So it's likely when somebody's in a couple different stages of buying, you know, but they're pre-buying, they're thinking about returns and exchanges, how easy it is. So you may want that as a separate section. And that would be a section that somebody else coming back onto your site, maybe if they didn't find the right size or color would want to see. Now shipping, shipping's one I think should be separate as well. So people want to see shipping rates and how those work out, make that information super easy to find. And then you can have like an, something like an FAQ where you can have kind of all the other stuff that people are looking for, but definitely don't hide this information. It's critical to your conversion rate because people really want to know how much it's going to cost to ship them, how long it'll take to ship, how long it'll take to arrive. Is there an exchange policy, return policy, all that good stuff. So number seven is making it impossible to contact you. So this is another problem. I often find small business owners hide their contact form in the bottom footer instead of putting in the main navigation. You want somebody, if they can't find the information on your website, to contact you. That is so, so, so important. So put it in your main navigation, 100%. And put it in your footer. And, you know, think about installing something like a live chat app. There's some great ones for Shopify that are free. And if you're not on the site, it kind of sits in the footer um, hovering so people can contact you. We have it on Encircle. It's called Tidio. We use it um, throughout the day and we're going to do it at night as well, starting very soon. I'm hiring somebody for that, but um, we get quite a few offline emails. So it has that capability as well. It's a great app. So I recommend checking that out. Um, Number eight is not telling your story using you and your brand together. So another common thing I see with e-commerce startups is that, um, and particularly with females, is that a lot of 
us like to hide um, behind our brand. We don't really want to be front and center. And I can totally relate to that because, of course, I started my business when I was working full time. And I actually used to use a different name with my business. I don't know if you guys know that. But um, at the time I started Encircled, I was working at a consulting firm and I did a lot of press for them. So um, I would be in the media and the news and I didn't want stuff coming up because I knew their PR firm had a search on me and stuff. I didn't want stuff coming up and press from um, Encircled and them thinking that I wasn't serious about my job or whatnot. So, um, and I was still at the point where I was figuring out if Encircled was like the right thing to do or whatever. So I was really, really hiding. I didn't have any photos of myself on the website. And this is super, super common. And often it's like, oh, we don't want to be the brand. We don't want to be front and center and all that kind of stuff. But your story is key to creating an emotional connection with customers. I like wholeheartedly believe that. Um, People want to see the story behind the maker. A lot of you guys who are listening to this are makers or creators or maybe you're curators of products or something like that. But you're in it for a reason. You're following your dreams and your passion and your purpose. And that's something that shouldn't be hidden. So make that about page amazing. There's some great resources online. I think Nikki Elledge Brown is one of them. There's a couple others I can think of who can help you write a kick-ass about page. But use photos, use graphics, be fun, be light, like tell your story, be honest and authentic and accessible and approachable. And I promise you, you'll see results. So number nine is never using your blog. So if you're going to have a blog and you're going to put in your main navigation, for Pete's sakes, please use your blog. Nothing is worse than going on somebody's blog and seeing they haven't posted anything since like September. By the way, it's February right now. Um, Google sees this. They don't like it. Um, if you're going to have a blog, make sure you make a commitment to use it and update it. If you're not going to use it very often, hide it in the footer. Don't have it in your main navigation because people are going to actually probably go on your blog and think that you're not a real active business. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but I used to get emails all the time and people would be like, are you a real brand? Because think about it. They're so easy to create a website nowadays. So you have to take that role of being the reassurance and security for a customer who's shopping from your brand for the first time. So you want to look like you're active on social media. You want to be active on your blog. You want to have, you know, updated content on your website. If you have a banner that says like Christmas promotion and it's February, that's going to really put people off. So stay on top of your website updates. It's really, really important. And last, but certainly not least, um, number 10 in terms of the e-commerce websites mistakes I often see is home sliders that make no sense and add no value. So if you're not sure what a home slider is, it's basically in Shopify themes, when you land on the home page, it's kind of that big graphic. It's usually about 1280 times 600 pixels. Um, the slider means that it changes typically. Um, this is like a really underused space by a lot of um, startup online product-based businesses, I find that they just don't use it properly. I really believe you should have a couple of key um, sliders in here. One should be whatever you're promoting, if you're going to keep it super simple. Two should be something about the brand, something that says something about your story. So if somebody lands on there, they can instantly know what you do and why you do it. Um, Three should be your email list. I think this is another great list to promote your opt-in bonus for your email list. And then number four, you may want to do another promotion or you may want to, like if you have a Facebook group or Instagram and you really want people to follow you, you can promote that there. 
um, it's a really, really great opportunity. So don't underuse those home sliders and definitely play around with them and don't forget the call to action. So call to action or CTA is kind of that button that you see on home sliders. So if it says like introducing the new sustainable collection, that's great, but you want to have a call to action, which would be like shop now or, you know, um, eight tips for creating a minimalist closet, read now or read the tips. You want to have something that's going to make somebody click and take action. So don't forget about that critical call to action. So that's it. Those are my 10 e-commerce websites you may be making. Thanks for listening to this blog. If this resonated with you and if you're making any of these mistakes, I'd love to hear which ones um, in the comments and hear what three action steps you're going to take this week to correct them. And a lot of these are quick wins. So let's break that down and be honest and let's make our websites just the best ever. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.